And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast. My man, Josh Thompson, is sitting there ready. He's got his USA Wrestling on. He's ready to go because there is an amazing show coming up that we get to talk about. The main card coming up on this is going to be just fire. I cannot wait for it. How are you feeling there? Are you a little cold? You look cold. No, man. It actually is. It's it almost cold. 68 degrees here today, and the sun was out. Mm. No wind. Yesterday was really windy and some lightning and thunder in the middle of the night that woke me up. Holy, because my. Holy, but Jesus, I thought it was a hurricane here. Nah, really? It was just, oh my God. Yeah. You, every time, Terrible. Every time we talk weather and you talk about Tennessee, it makes me less likely to ever go. <laughs> it's humid it's hot oh it's rainy it's stormy it's oh. flooded it's this i'm like nah I'm boy good. i get flooding i'm good Ooh. i mean we're pretty much in 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 uh in spring already i mean that's how we're living right now we get a couple we get one <laughs> one rainy day and the weather dropped a little bit it was cold this morning but that was about it now it's 70 degrees i'm good bro i'm good yes you know february is a bad month for me in, te- in tennessee i don't know why it's, it's like february has got a lot of rain it's cold. It doesn't have the sun out that much, it seems like. And it's just like, get me through this damn month. And then March comes wow. and it's like, oh, oh it's beautiful. <laughs> I've heard I've heard March and April are amazing here. Uh they've yeah. said that they said the fall and the spring are the best two times, and I, I would probably have to agree with them. Although I have noticed yeah. there's some allergy kickups here, but it's a different allergy than I had in California. Allergies in California, my nose would like wouldn't stop running here. I get like a cough, like a really bad cough. <clears throat> like I can't clear my throat. It's just, it kills me, man. It kills me. So it's not too bad. Um, but you know what though? We got a little bit off topic because I want to first get into the fights. But before I get into the fights, the off topic, let's talk the Chiefs. <laughs> Super Bowl champions. You, I, I'll tell you what, if all, all the people that complain about MMA and oh, that was unfair. That's a robbery. You want to talk about <laughs> cheating? My God! I mean, oh, it was a, they were giving first downs when it wasn't a first down. They, I, you could have written a crime report on Bosa getting mugged, held, tackled, tackled. Really? really? He got tackled. And they didn't, they didn't throw a John, fight. I'm going to tell you, man, you got to keep playing the game, okay, until someone stops it. Just like in fighting, okay? Never stop until the ref jumps in. That's it. I never th- I never thought that Taylor Swift would have the effect Absolutely. on the NFL that, that, that their team had to win, but that is pathetic. I am now a Chiefs hater. You've always been a hater since you found out they were my team. That's why. I mean, look... Uh, Joe Biden came out and already said the plan is working. So that, it worked out. Like, it, it worked out. He had it all scripted. Dude, Joe, it's all scripted. Joe Biden, Joe ba- Biden doesn't even know how to spell He doesn't plan. even know that X is that Twitter. D- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still trying to figure out how to put his shoes on this morning. Dude, he's just figuring out who to tri- He's trying to figure out the shadow oh, to shake hands Jesus, with. That is crazy, man. I saw oh, that video. Dude. There's like a couple oh, of them. Oh, my God. Hey, it's embarrassing. It's, and this is a, it's a little. I, I I I never like to you know say anything bad about. I guess world leaders, president of the United States. Hey, no, it's just an embarrassment yeah. anymore. It's getting there. All it's of them. There. 
Well, John, we went from, you know, laughing about it to making fun of it to now everyone's just kind of frustrated and infuriated about it. It's it is it is a bad look. It's extremely bad look. But look, let's not get off topic though. The Chiefs won Thank Super Bowl champions, two time, two repeated. That is impressive. With an opportunity to do it, even though they even though there was a lot of cheating going on, and the referee should be very, very, very. I mean, people just don't pay attention, man. Embarrassed. I, so I did see something to do with the first down thing. I, how weird is that? Yeah. that they didn't have record of it. Dude, they they actually show. Yeah, it. I saw a video of it. He runs. It's a second down and seven. Mm-hmm. And they fucking first down. Yeah, he gets like ten he yards. gets like two or three yeah. yards past the line of scrimmage. He got three yards. Yeah, yeah. It should have been like something in three, third down and three or something. It should have been, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. It, it goes to first and ten. You would think Crazy. for that amount of money, they'd have people that knew how to do oh, their jobs. You would yeah. That's a who the hell I can tell you that those refs are getting paid a lot more than the refs in the UFC. Oh, 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 yeah. I can tell you that a whole lot more. And I think Dude, the person that controls the clock probably gets paid double what everybody else in the UFC judging and the refs. Oh, they, yeah. pay, they get paid a lot more. Absolutely. So, yeah. Not double. I shouldn't even say crazy. double. I should say just the salary is a lot more. <laughs> uh, but Craziness. bottom line is we have an opportunity to three-peat. Yes, you That's going to be amazing. Hopefully, we can get it That's done. Impressive. This is the one thing is we not easy with no. It's definitely not easy. But I think this was our year for us to lose it because this is when we took the biggest hit on the Mahomes salary cap because he he got paid his big bonus this year and the fact that we were able still to win without spending a lot of money because we had to use all a young team with all rookies and young guys that were still on rookie contracts. Next year, we'll be able to spend a little bit more money on a couple of veterans. So hopefully, that will catch the ball. And so, you know, and there's, there's some weight there, you know, uh, you've got some guys that, that, um, that we paid not a lot of money, but they're significant hit that didn't even play in the Super Bowl because they had attitude problems in the locker room. And so they didn't, they didn't play the last three playoff games. And so they didn't help us get there. They were. Okay. Let me ask you, what did you feel about Travis Kelsey running into Andy Reid? What the hell was that? Disgusting. Look, it's funny. I had this conversation with my son today. I said, I, I go, look, he had seen it. He's like, what happened? Cause he had, I guess he had seen it. Um, at school, I think they were showing something about them winning or whatever it was. Anyways, he came home. He's like, he's like, what had happened with, he goes, what happened with uh, Travis Kelsey and his coach? I say, it was very disrespectful. What he did. I said, and I, we had this long talk about, we don't, we don't, first off, we don't treat our elderly that way. That was the number one thing. <laughs> Thank you. That's the number one thing. I mean, Andy Reid's 67, 68 years old, I believe, somewhere in that range. And oh, yeah. you as a fit 260-pound tight end shouldn't be bumping up on your coach. That's one, two. It's just it was disgusting on all that happened. I understand. I understood one thing. You're the you're one of the leaders of the team. I understand the fire. Yes. And the yes. And I also think maybe he was so fired up that he just got too close he didn't realize he was yeah. that close and it just it bumped and you know andy reed being his age and just you know he's a he's a mountain of a man man you get that weight tip tipping a little bit and it's hard to get stabled again but i think um <laughs> yeah I, I had a good conversation with my son just about how that's not how we treat people especially our elderly people but we definitely don't teach our coaches that way and you know and it was i think also too but i appreciated the fire I did appreciate that because he needed the light, the light little fighter under his ass to get him the ball more or to at least include him into 
to more uh, decoy plays, whatever it was. Yeah, at that point, well, only one target up until that point. Yeah, up until that point. It was for three yards or two yards or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, Dude, one, I think. Yeah, I'm not condoning what he did in no way. But um, you expect that from your leaders to be um, to have that fire. But you've, you've got to be cautious about how you do it. You know? Yeah. Because you're not leading an example for the other players that are not in your pedestal. Can you imagine nope. if some of those, you know, Rashid Rice or any of the other running backs came up and bumped him like that? You would see Travis Kelsey get up in arms. He would have probably jumped up out and just started having a, you know, a, a, in, in the other player's face. So you've yeah. got to look at it that way too. So, <clears throat> but overall, uh, they're champs. Chance to three-peat. Looking forward to it next year. And hopefully that salary cap uh, gives us a little opportunity to sign some uh, some bigger talent. The sad, this not the sad part, but John, when you're when you're selecting number thirty two every single year or thirty one or thirty two, that's, that's it's that's so the hard. whole thing. Man. I know that's the whole thing. It's so hard. You know, you're you're in that position. Draft picks are so important, and you know people don't understand. You when like when teams trade their first round, you go, "Oh, well, don't trade that away." Yeah. That's how you build your future. Mm-hmm. And man, it's tough when you're getting, you know, teams picking thirty, you know, thirty one people in front of you people that you would have liked to have on your team yeah and eventually it catches up to you no i agree i agree it's rough all right well hey that's gonna wrap up our uh super bowl <laughs> super bowl talk super bowl talk yeah there you <laughs> We're go to get in but let's talk about 298 let's go let's go let's go all right we have got the man the myth the legend alexander volkanovsky taking on a guy who is been just Putting it out there, man. Ilya Tapuria, who we both love as a fighter, man, he has been talking and talking and saying he is going to be whipping Volkanovsky's ass. Josh, do you think this is true? You know, it's funny that you say that. He's been talking and talking, but last I checked, words don't win you a fight. There you go. And look, and I said some things after the, the Islam fight that I was, and I'm going to stand by him a little bit and say, like, I don't, we don't, we don't know which Volkanovsky we're going to get that steps in there. The one that his confidence level isn't there. That's it. The one where he just, he, he, or he still believes because after the first fight with Islam, he believed still, he thought he could get it done. That's why he took that second one on short notice. But then after losing the way he did, does he still have that confidence coming in at 145 fighting Taporia? Taporia being a very dangerous fighter in terms of, Great wrestling takedown defense, short and stocky, just like Volkanovsky. Got big power in his hands, puts the boxing together together better than probably most. I would say the only person up there I'd say is probably Max Holloway. But yeah, a but different he does style. It differently. Exactly. Totally different style. So, like when you see the Max Holloway situation, the fight is that the legs are there to be eaten up. Okay. And then as I start chewing up your legs, your boxing starts to suffer a little bit. Because I can start closing that distance without you moving and sprawling. Taporia is shorter in stature. It's going to be harder for me to get in deep on the takedowns. If I start chopping at the legs, you're all, you're kind of in my same range. You don't have a wide stance. He has a very straight up and down stance. It can be harder to leg kick. And when he, if he's able to kind of just move the foot out of the way, let the hands go in the boxing. Folks got to be very careful. But I, I look, I'm going to pick my winner right now. And I believe, I really do believe Alexander Volkanovsky is going to win this fight. I think I think his his pressure in a five round fight, his pressure and his ability to do things during this fight is going to throw Taporia off. 
Jeez, John, I, I did I shock you with my with my choice? Was <laughs> no, it that much? Shock me that shock me that this. So, John, you're picking you Taporia. Your you're picking Taporia then, John, because the way you coughed you just, when I said Volkanovski, you you're just picking shut your whore mouth. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and this is this is the guy. If I was going to pick a style to beat Volkanovski, Tapuria is the guy. And the reasons are this. First off, Tapuria, his boxing is really good. It is very clean. You throw you throw a, a jab, he's going to throw a, a hand over the top of it. You throw a right hand, he's going to counter with a straight right hand down the pipe. He's, his hook to the body is as good as anybody in MMA right now. There was only one guy that throws a better left hook to the body. That was Paul Daly. Okay. Tapuria throws it beautifully. It's seamless in the way he does it. He understands exactly what he's doing, why, and then he's coming back and he always throws in combinations for the most part. Many times threes and fours, Josh, and you know, those are the times that you have someone throwing. It's that third or fourth shot that ends up landing flush. And does the damage. Volkanovsky, I love. And I, I can't go against him because he is just a monster as far as his belief in himself. And the fact that like, he's, he's mentally strong. I love everything about him. But if I was going to pick a fighter to say they got a good chance of beating Volkanovsky, it would be Teporia. And I'm just not sure that Taporia has the experience of all the things that happen in MMA. He hasn't had any bad things happen. He hasn't been in those situations where he's really been the nail in the fight. He's always been the guy who is leading the dance. He's the guy that's taken over. He's the guy that is just putting it on his opponent. Where Alexander Volkanovsky has had those moments. He's had the moments where you could quit. And he showed that, no, that does, that's not part of his game. Now, I'm not saying it's part of Tapuria's game either, but it's those moments that once you've made it through them, now you know. You know exactly, uh, hey, I, I know that I, I will not break. I will not give in. Volkanovsky cannot, you can't break him. You can knock anybody out. That could happen but you're not going to break him. I don't think you're going to break Tapuria either, but it's just that veteran experience and the level of fighters that they have both competed against. There is a serious, you know, divide on who has had, you know, the career facing better opponents throughout it. You can take a look and say, look at Tapuria fought Josh Emmett. Great, you know, great fighter. You can, you can look and say, you know, there's a couple in there, but there's only a couple. And you take a look at Volkanovsky, there's a plethora of great fighters. So everything that Tapuria does, look, he goes to the body beautifully. That right hand is thrown. It's thrown straight down the pipe. It comes straight back. He does everything right with it. But in the end, I look at it and I go, there's one thing that he doesn't have. He's, you know, he beat someone like Bryce Mitchell. He beat Josh Emmett, but other than that, it's not the same as far as the competition, and that's what's going to get Volkanovski 
the difference in this fight. Okay, so let me attack you on the flip side of what you're Go saying. Go ahead. The flip side is well, this. That's because, that's because now you're saying Tapuria is No, no, win. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the flip side of that is that he, Tapuria, not having the experience, I'm just playing devil's advocate, that's all, because that's, what, yeah, the, that's yeah. what these people come here to listen to us do is, you know, go. for me to just tear apart your argument, okay, is that's what they come here for. Is the flip side is Tapuria's got low mileage. Yes, he does. He hasn't taken a lot of damage. He's, you know, he, no, he, hasn't. he hasn't been in a knockdown drag out. He's made it look easy. But is that because he's so damn good? Yes, it is. There's no doubt. He's that good. That's why I said if there was a guy that I could pick, it would be Ilya Tapuria to beat someone like Volkanovsky. But let's be honest. If you take a look at Volkanovsky, what damage has he taken besides one fight? This is very true. I mean, maybe the Ortega fight, but only chasing the submission threats. That's about yeah, it. Submission-wise, submission you know, it was it was close. Uh -huh. But he didn't take a lot of damage in the stand-up. No. Mm -mm. And so, you know, I look in, I mean, all the fights that he's had, you know, maybe the second Max Holloway, he took a lot of shots in that one. Okay? A lot of shots. So, you know, that, that was one that he took more damage than he normally does. But other than being knocked out, and that can happen, mm -hmm. It's happened to him once. I, I just don't see where there's that, oh, he's 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 starting to become damaged. Not yet. What I look at it though, too, <laughs> Excuse me. I agree with you. I don't think that this is gonna be the damage. I think that coming off of the knockout loss and at the age in which he's at at 36, 37. That is the one that's concern. The concern. Look in Every fighter, John, 35. is going to hit this stage. So, sorry, 35. Every fighter is going to hit this stage. It's yeah. Look, he still can beat 99.9% .9 of all the fighters in his weight class, but there's going to be the one that does beat him. And then the rest of that game plan, like we say all the time, the rest of it has been laid out on how to beat him. The fighters at 145 don't have what Islam Makachev had to beat him that way. Head kicks, size, height all of those things are a big factor when trying to nick, kick someone in the head like that and the way he sets it up being concerned about the takedowns be concerned about the jab and the power of being the big guy all that stuff those are all things that volkanovsky had to deal with dealing with islam guys in the 145 pound division volk is that guy who will come in at 178 he will come in at 175, somewhere around there. So let's just say he comes in at 170. That's a big jump when fighting guys at 145. Him and Tapori are going to be very evenly matched in terms of size, height, reach, range, you know, speed. all the speed. Everything is a very, almost like a split image of each other. I just Absolutely. look at the way that Alexander Volkanovsky can do it everywhere. If Tapori is going to get this fight done, he has to do it on the feet and he has to do it with his boxing. Outside of maybe catching him with an arm and guillotine, like if he's able to catch uh, Volk shooting and trying to finish it there, I just don't. I think that Volk is so good in training in those positions. What is it? Craig Jones trains with him, works with yep. him. Like he understands how good he is. Islam couldn't get him in positions to submit him. You know, there's mistakes there. Ortega almost had him twice, you know. Um, but Taporia and Ortega are not the same level on the ground. And body limbs, longer, lankier, easier to get into the chin, all those things. Taporia's got to get it done on the feet. He's got to get it done with his boxing. A couple little cake, leg kicks maybe to set up the boxing. But I just, I just look at Volkanovski and I look at everything he brings to the table. He's not going to fight Tapuri to his strength. 
He's going to fight him to his weakness because he can. He's going to leg kick. He's going to go inside, outside of calf kick. And as he starts trying to like try to put more pressure on, he's going to open himself up to those takedowns. And those takedowns will come. And if he's able to stay on top, you know, he can just go ahead and keep keep re, uh, exerting, exerting that energy back into him, taking him down, taking him down over and over again. I look at it, the fight going that way. And as that, how frustrated, because someone who was 14-0 in Taporia, how frustrating is it going, I'm seeing my dreams slip away to someone who's able to take me down and control me or at least grind on me against the fence where I can't get away. And I've been able to do this to everybody else, but not him. Why? That's how much of that, how much you think that's going to weigh on him or frustrate him? And will he fight the rest of the way, fight his normal way the rest of the fight? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But, you know, there comes that point where there's levels. Yeah. And look, Tapuria is unbelievable. But, you know, the one thing I, I always look at in, the, in this type of situation, I normally am going to go with the younger fighter. I'm going to go with Ilya Tapuria and say, hey, it's, uh, tough the speed starts to change i haven't seen volkanovsky slow down maybe this will be the fight that he does and if he does if that if that fight against islam made a difference and he's a slower fighter and he can't take shots the way he has before could be the tapuria walks away with that title but i've got to see it happen before to say oh, okay yeah he's not the same guy there's no doubt, you know, obviously he didn't want to lose that fight against Islam. But you're talking about so many things that were he was up against it in that. The amount of time that he had, everything. You know, you look and you go, that was a fight that everyone got interested in and excited about because he stepped up. But God damn it, you had to know the odds were against Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Come on. It's not like because it's not like he was fighting a guy that was an average champion. He was fighting the guy that was the pound for pound best, you know. And in his weight class and everything, you just look and you go, it's it's asking so much for him to get a win there, you know. Didn't happen. This is his weight class, and I I, I think that Volkanovski is gonna look. I don't. Did you see the commercial he did oh, where he's an old man now? Amazing, amazing. Okay, that right there tells me the way that he thinks because if that was something that was bothering you you don't do that damn commercial you don't do anything like that okay and so it tells me right there hey the islam makachev fight i tried didn't work out for me i made a mistake in taking something that was that soon this is my weight class this is where i live this is where i'm king and oh you think i'm an old man yeah let's go for yeah. it let's see and I really think that that's going to be the experience of Volkanovski being able to do exactly what you said. Use his stand-up, use his kicks, and when he wants, use his strength. Because if there's one thing that I think that is absolutely on his side, physical strength, he's much stronger than Tapuria. You think he's so? Gonna prove it. You think so? He's going to prove it. Yep. He is absolutely going to prove it, and he's going to manhandle him in taking him to the ground you watch All up right. against the cage. Watch how he gets it into the body lock. And once he does, watch Tapuri is good off his back. Those are big He's words not, right you know, there, John. Manhandle him. Uh, Those are big words. Body lock takedowns. Watch him. Watch what happens. He's not going to be going for the legs. He's going to be dragging him to the ground. When I look at Tapuri, I think he's strong as fuck. 
<laughs> I mean, he looks just like well, a he does look animal, like a beast. Yeah, no doubt. But to go back on Volkanovsky, did you see what he talked about with his daughter? No. The greatest, John, I got to tell you this story. The, the greatest. He goes, his daughter goes, yeah, I told him, like, can you lock the, can you lock the door or the window? Can you close the window or can you lock the window? He's like, oh, no, no, I'll be right here. I'm okay. I'm just down the hall. It's okay. Can you lock the door? No, no, I'm here. I'm here. No one's going to get you. What if someone like comes in? No one's going to get you. I, I, you know, you know, your dad's a, a fighter, right? I'm one of the best in the world. And she's like, yeah, but what if Islam Makachev comes in? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boom, roasted. Oh, that girl. Oh. She got him. She got him. Damn. That was from and his daughter. That was from his daughter. Ooh. He just goes, oh, man. He's they, got four girls, or he's got he's got three, and he's, he's got girls coming know, along. Man. So that's crazy, man. But he just looked, shook his head like, what? Oh, but that's boom, roasted. Great story, though. This guy, look, how do you not love him? How do you not like him? He's absolutely amazing for the sport great person does everything right Deporia is he is i don't want to say the bad guy he but he plays the bad guy there's something but he plays it well yeah, there's something like there's a mistake like about him that it just leaves you wanting more about like more to see, you want to see more of him whether it's in the cage or just media Look stuff at, whatever it is if you josh you gotta in watching Tapuria, you know with what he's been doing in the media he he absolutely has taken a page out of Conor McGregor. You know, he's not the same, you know, vocal way of doing it, but he is basically saying, Hey, you know, we, I saw I watched he goes, he goes, Alexander Volkanovsky's a great champion, and he'll be that for another month. And then it's over. Yeah. And you just look and you go, That's a cocky statement, but you know what? He believes it. And then he keeps up with these, you know, I'm gonna hurt him. It's going to be the second round. I'll, pu- I'll be putting him out. You're going to put out a guy that is that dominant in your weight class in the second round. And you're saying that mm-hmm. he believes he's got confidence. You know, look, no one's beat him. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know until all of a sudden you know. And that will be what Alexander Volkanovsky is going to try to teach to Puria. On that night. Tapuria's confidence trickles all the way down to his girl, man. Did you see what she wrote? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, someone's, someone may die in there, but it won't be my man. Won't be my yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> man, I need me a gangster wife like that. That's great. That's Woo! nuts right there. Like, she, you know, yeah. th- that gangsterness just strolled on down. That was pretty impressive. Like, look, I look at him and I think to myself, he's got all the intangibles to beat Volkanovsky. And like you said, if he I does. was going to pick someone to beat him, it would be probably Tapuria. I just... <laughs> And I think right now is the perfect opportunity to beat Volk coming off the knockout loss to Islam. That's that even makes it more um, intriguing to me in terms of this could be done this way because, you know, as well as I know, once you take one knockout, the chances of you taking another are a lot higher. And they just seem to, they seem, especially at that age at 35 years old, 36, 37, it's just not the same anymore. Your body's not taking it like that anymore. I mean, all the all the years of training, all the years of sparring, all you know, he played rugby. Like he's taken some damage, you know, and so his body he needs this to keep himself going. He said that I need this, I need this. It, it keeps me mentally strong. I look at Tapori; he's got all the tools. He can probably get it done, but I'm still going to lean with the champ and Volkanovski. I think that in this weight class, right now is not the time for him. I think he's going to get the W. 
gonna get the win. Yeah, we'll see. I agree. Yeah, but in the co-main event, we have another one that we're gonna argue about here because I have another Australian in Robert Bobby Knuckles Whitaker taking on Paulo Costa in the co-main. That is a hell of a middleweight matchup right there. Hey guys, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us over at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Um, I will be doing a live tomorrow on OnlyFans. Make sure you guys join me. It will be at 2 p.m. Central Time. I will be doing a live. So make sure you guys check us out over there. I will be answering all everyone's questions over there on OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Join me at 2 p.m. Central Time. Well, I like the fact that Paul Acosta got to the fight, actually. That's kind of nice. And um, I think with Bobby Knuckles coming off of his loss uh, to DDP, where is his mindset? Where is his mental at? And I think I think this is a perfect matchup for him because you're going to see Paulo Costa come forward. What we saw in his last fight with the, the last time he fought was Rockhold, correct? Yeah. Yeah, what we saw in his last fight is he was gassed just like Luke was. Yeah, but that's up in that's that's, that's true. Elevation. That is true. I, I forgot cannot, it was in Salt Lake cannot, City. That's how. Yeah, Salt Lake City. That's both of them, and I don't blame either got one. Got it. Got it. I do. I blame him for not doing his cardio. <laughs> Look, we've seen Paulo Costa get tired though before in fights because of how much weight he cuts. He does slow down yeah. as the fight goes on. The only fight you've seen him recently? No, I haven't. Ho 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 ho! Lean ho, down. Oh, ho, ho. trimmer. My God, Less muscle, way lean, way lean down, but looks fantastic. Let's see this, Dave. Let me see what John's. He talking looks about. unbelievable. John's just fucking blowing. I am not. I am telling you the truth, my man. He is not near as heavy coming into this fight as he normally is, but man, he looks good. I mean, this tends to happen when you're starting to get older. I don't know how old he is. He's probably only like 31. <laughs> Freaking baby. Sorry, my, my shit's slow as hell tonight. I told mm. you, it's that Walmart Wi-Fi you have. Stop stealing my lane. He is. He is lean. He is uh-huh. lean. I mean, in this fight week, what did he take that? This week or last week? I mean, as you get closer and he probably just got done one doing a sauna. Ago. How much? One hour. <laughs> take take, one take hour. a look at that one. He's on take, weight. No, no, no. Take, take a look at that one. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a little less bulgy in the neck and shoulders. He does not look as thick, yeah. but he looks good. He does. Yeah, he, he does. does. You know, I, look... Power is going to be with him, I believe. Uh, his aggressiveness yes. in the first round, round and a half, is going to be with him. Speed's going to be the with him. The speed for sure is going to be with him. Bobby Knuckles has got to fight safe. He's got to fight conservative, yep. but he's got to get started on the leg kicks early. I think if he starts jeopardy, or not jeopardy, if he starts attacking that lead leg early, it's going to start slowing down Paul Acosta. If you take a look at what Izzy did to him by just picking him apart, bop. Bob. Now, Izzy and, and Whitaker are different That's styles a different, of fight. That's a different breed. And Izzy a lot faster than Whitaker. But you've got to start t- touching the leg a little bit, making him realize that, hey, it, by the end of round one, he's got to be thinking, man, I can't take many more of these. Because that'll start changing the dynamic of the fight. It'll either make him start backing away so I can control the pace of the fight, or it'll make him start rushing forward potentially into a big shot. You've got to start yeah. changing that because if you just let him do what he wants without attacking that leg and making him adjust his game plan he's gonna do whatever the hell he wants he's gonna control this fight from getting in and that's what you don't want i think bobby's the better fighter in terms of in the clinch in terms of in the ground in terms of all those things but in the power and the speed it's gonna go to paulo costa especially in the first round round and a half yeah i look at this as it's a great matchup and the real question that i have is we both love robert whitaker as a fighter but where is his mindset 
Where is his confidence at? Because he went in and his fight against DDP, nothing went his way. He did not look good in the fight. He did not perform well in the fight. It just, everything seemed like he was stuck in, in mud. And that's a sign. A sign many of what? Times it can a be sign just of what? That, what? Many times it can be just that one fight. But many times that's a sign of it's it's starting to happen. He doesn't have that same explosiveness, and people are able to exploit things that they were unable to exploit before. And if it is that, you know, he's got the, that problem against Paulo, he's going to be in a, in a nasty night because Paulo Costa is fast. Mm-hmm. He's faster than DDP. He hits... Just as hard, I, you know, I think DDP you know, has got power, but Paulo Costa can put you out. You know, he had the he had the one he had the you know the 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 bad performance against Izzy, no doubt about it. That was a horrible performance for I him. Drink wine the night before, John. Well, whatever, <laughs> you know. But he's come back from it and put on good performances. Because if you're gonna go and and talk about his fight with Luke Rockhold, you gotta admit, man, look. He was tired. Luke was tired, but they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and more so, Paulo beating on Luke. So, I I just I want to make sure there's that we're clarifying this is Paul uh, DDP's got power, but he's like a thicker, bigger body framed guy, kind of lumbering around. I look at when he fought Whitaker; those shots. They don't look like they're going to get there, but when they get there and they land, it's like a thudding type power. Yeah. Paul Costa is like, put you to sleep type power. Yeah. It's got, it's, it's a snap. snap. It's, it's a different, yep. it's different, but they both have the same effect, yep. you know? And so I want to make sure like when you, <clears throat> when you fight somebody or spar somebody, that's kind of like a lumbering bigger guy. You're like, it's almost like moving out of the way of their shot. And then you're hoping that when you move back, oh shit, I got hit by it because they're slower. DDP is not a fast guy. He just, no. it comes out, you see it coming, but you just can't seem to get out of the way of it, it seems like. That's what happened, I believe, to Robert Whitaker. In the in this fight, it's going to be more of a traditional style of stand-up where Paul Costa is going to fight more of a traditional style way. DDP does fights kind of, I don't want to say reckless and careless, but he has a, 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 a different style of stand-up is it's the long jab the the long straight punch like a loopy kind of long it's it's a little bit of of everything comes up from different angles it's not the same as apollo costa and so i I don't want i don't want people to think that we're trying to compare the two but i do we are kind of saying like hey ddp has power ddp was able to get him out of there paul costa has power he's able to get him out of there but how they do it is going to be completely different true and so i agree um I'm looking forward to seeing this lean uh, fighter, uh, Paul Costa, get in there and see what the difference is in round three. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great fight. If it, this could be a good if fight. If it makes it to round three. I'm not quite, I'm not quite ready to to throw Robert Whitaker to the wolves, though, and say that he's – can you click on him? And what, How old is he, 35? Yeah, take it, yep. 35, 36? Robert Whitaker. Yeah, I can tell you that. <clears throat> Your Wi-Fi is killing Space. me tonight, buddy. <laughs> like he, you can tell he goes to move the mouse and doesn't move and then all of a sudden it jumps yeah, all the way across slow. the screen 33 30, oh, he's a baby he's still still in his prime but take a look okay but here, here's your problem come up <clears throat> to the record show the records keep on going keep on going 
My God. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. It's his mouse. There you go. All right. So now, as you're looking, here's your problem. Where is it that he tends to have problems? Good, uh, heavy strikers, good strikers. Good strikers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say that, but I mean, like Kelvin Gastelum took Izzy to the or took Izzy to the length and had a great fight. Kelvin Gastelum's got good stand up. Derek Till had good. Jared Cannonier has good. Stand-up. Yeah, Cannonier yeah. has good stand. Like they, these guys have good stand up. You know, um, yeah. I get what you're saying because he's lost to DDP and he lost twice to Izzy. I get yeah. what you're saying, but listen, remember Izzy when he was when, when Izzy when he lost to Izzy, Izzy's on a fucking terror, man. Izzy yeah. went up to two hundred five to challenge himself. I mean, that's that's how much Izzy was like, okay, I'm tired of wiping out, wiping out the division. I'm going to go up to 205. Well, at least he did wipe out the division. Yeah, that's like, true. Unlike, unlike what I hear now. That's everywhere. so ridiculous. Like, Guys, just stay there until you clear it out. You get one win of that, it's like, oh, I'm going to want to stop. Yeah, it's driving me crazy. It's driving me nuts. All right, let's go back to our next fight. Oh. Jeff Neal taking on <laughs> Ian. Machado, I'm going to talk my ass Shit, off, God. Gary. <laughs> I love it. I man. don't think I've wanted a fighter to win so much in my whole life. Oh, really? Yeah. You want Machado to win that much? Yeah, huh? shut your whore mouth. <laughs> shut your whore mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Jeff Neal, 15 and 5, going up against the undefeated Ian Gary. Ian Gary was so confident. He wore a shirt, you know, the, you and I have done things with shirts yeah. and times, you know. Ian Gary got a shirt of a a DUI arrest photo of Jeff Neal and wore that. That is that is pushing it just a little bit. I, I'm okay with it because it's about the person, but it's pushing it. You, this is my question. Do you think that Dana or whoever's in the middle at the weigh-ins is going to put like? put themselves between there or do you think he's gonna let him have at it no he will if there's one thing dana does he does not want them to fight you know or put their hands on each other at the damn uh way in that's one thing that no way bad news look i mean john what i was gonna get to i I got cut off here for you guys didn't see the cut in the clip but hey is do you think that dana white or whoever is gonna be up there is gonna stand between them Dana's already showed he does not want them to put their hands on each other during the wins. That's not something that he see. likes. He 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 tries to put himself in there. If if it's somebody else doing it and they they allow it to happen, they get verbally raped by Dana. So I don't think he wants it, but I think you're gonna see some heat between Jeff Neal and Ian Gary. Ian, like, Ian Gary gets under people's skin. He's, you know, he's the second Irishman to truthfully do that with a, uh, a caustic but beautifully done effect. The way he's doing it, he just sits there and you know he, he makes them start to just get frayed by it. And you know he can't handle, he can't take it though. He's a giver. He just can't take it. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna go and say that the ones that I've seen, you know, that have gone after him, have gone after his wife. That's bullshit. Leave her alone. I I do Leave agree with you. I do agree with you that it is bullshit. But 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 you you when you start talking trash, you open yourself up to this type of stuff. I'm just throwing it out yeah. there. Look, and I'm not in favor of it at all. There's none. I'm not in favor of the the wife and the kids and the parents and the, any yeah. of the trash talk religion. I'm not in favor of that type of stuff. But you you're 13 and 0. You're young. 
you're coming up and I enjoy the trash talk when it's about your opponent, but it really comes down to like, you put yourself out there that much. You're going to think you're People are going to just say that everything's fair game. Well, it, that's kind of where this sport is. It, and we don't like it. You and I have talked about, yeah, we don't like if it. If you're, if you're looking at it as, as Ian Gary, what, what's he doing? He's trying to get people to tune in. He's mm-hmm. saying, I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you hate me. I want you to watch me. You know, if you don't like me, watch, you know, watch to see me lose. It ain't going to happen. If you, if you like me, then watch to see me win and I'll give you what you want. Okay. I'm okay with it. I, I am, I am interested in this fight in the fact that Jeff Neal has got true power in his hands. mm -hmm. He's got good stand up. He can take a good shot. Normally it's the guys that are very good grapplers that give him a hard time. And Ian Gary has not shown that that's, you know, his, uh, standout, you know, area of expertise. He's a better striker. So you're going to see, in my opinion, Ian Gary trying to keep this at range and use his length, use his movement. And you're going to see Jeff Neal trying to cut the cage off and land shots going forward inside on him. We'll see who, you know, is the one that can make it happen. But we've seen Ian Gary get dropped. Yeah. He fought his way back, got himself out of trouble. Which says. But I've also seen after he got dropped, he does he doesn't have the wherewithal, maybe just because he got dropped really hard, but his grappling doesn't look like anything that that Jeff Neal has to be concerned about. No. If this fight hits the ground at all, I don't think that Jeff Neal or I don't think uh Jeff Neal has anything to worry about. No, I don't he's able to drop him, sit him down. No, I I, I don't think either either fighter really has to worry about their opponent's grappling and grappling. I don't think it's going to be a big part of this. The only way this fight hits the ground is if someone gets knocked down and someone decides to follow them down there. So, but it's a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But as much as I'm looking forward to seeing somebody get knocked out, mainly Ian Gary, as much as I'm looking forward to that, this, uh, this fight I'm really excited to see is I'm a big fan of Henry Cejudo. I'm a fan of uh, Morales. Oh, how well, can you not be? This is going to be a great fight. I've said we've said for the longest time, stylistically, I'm looking to see who can out wrestle who. I'm going to go with Henry out wrestling Marab. But will we see these two things cancel out? Henry getting older, it's not easy to wrestle at the age as you get older, especially with the smaller, quicker, faster guys that can scramble. Marab being able to scramble, strong, be able to get himself out of positions. The pure wrestling, big time I'm going to give, obviously, to Henry. Big-time cardio. Big-time cardio. But Henry, he's got great cardio himself, but he is getting older in age. It's hard to push that pace in wrestling when you're getting a little bit older. And those of you guys, um, those of you guys understand, like, the wrestling as you get older just becomes a more difficult. It's a lot harder. You saw Michael Johnson the other night yeah. talk about it. Got up to DC and goes, man, that wrestling shit is for the birds. I can see why I got away from it. I'm going to go back to the strike. <laughs> That's why I've been striking. Yeah, it's not easy. Man. This fight, though, stylistically, probably should be one of the best fights on the card if you're a nerd like you and I. Oh, I think this matchup is fantastic. Like, if there's one thing you know you're going to get out of Marab is he's going to come forward. And he's going to try to take you down. I don't care if you're Henry Cejudo or not. He's going to be working at getting his takedown. He's going to be working at grinding on you. And he's going to make it a nasty, ugly fight. Henry has got to make sure that that doesn't happen. Henry needs to make it a technical fight. 
his wrestling is better than Marab's. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But how long can he endure the pressure of Marab? That's the real question. Because like you said, when you get older, yeah, you can wrestle and you can be the better wrestler, but you can only wrestle so long until that RPM you know, is so high that you're starting to fail and you're making mistakes. And we saw, you know, in his comeback fight against Aljamain, he made mistakes and Aljamain was able to take him down. Now that's, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't want to say it, you know, in a bad way against Henry. And I'm not saying it in a bad way against Aljamain. Aljamain took an Olympic gold medalist down multiple times. So can Marab do it? I think he can I would say that I would I would probably agree with you, but the reason why I won't agree with you is because that's what the fans come here to listen to is me disagree with you. <laughs> is but look, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this though: is I don't think Marab's going to be able to take him down. If he does take him down, Henry won't stay there long. He'll be able to bounce back yes. up. The reason being is this: Henry Cejudo and what happened with Aljo, Henry coming off of a three year layoff makes a big difference. Sure. And we had seen Henry in the middle of that three year layoff, yeah. and he. I wouldn't say let himself go, but he wasn't no, he was, what he, he was, was enjoying he life. Left. He was enjoying life, As living his should. best life. There you go. But you can see from the pictures this week, you can see how his physique has changed. I have seen he's more muscular now than he was in that fight with Aljo. He physically looks like a different fighter than he does in that. That is just the, it just compounded from that camp to yeah. this camp. And you know, he's gotten better. He know he's been in the gym daily, constantly getting better, all of these things. So I'm looking to see a little bit more of the old Henry uh, striking to be on point a little bit better than it was in the first fight uh, against Aljo. And I think he's going to, I think we may end up seeing these two cancel each other out in the wrestling. Some of them they'll threaten it, but I think that you're going to see them cancel each other out a little bit. In wrestling. You're going to yeah. see a little bit more stand up. But what about Henry he, <laughs> firing captain? Captain Eric Albaracine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, John, when I saw I it, love it, when I saw the clip, the first thing that went through my mind is like, you uh, know, I've been around Albaracine a yeah, lot, no. and he's not someone to really bite his tongue. <laughs> I don't see it really going like this, no. but hey, whatever. You know, whatever. Nope. You know, sometimes you have a relationship with someone and you you can see their side, and if it was as, to actually happen. As as our man podcast, Dave, will tell you, you need to know when you're getting trolled. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the master of trolling podcast, Dave is. Oh, man, that was great. I mean, I just think that, look, once you, um, once you know their relationship, I think you should have understood right off the bat that it was fake. It's a joke. You should have seen it. You should have known it. You should have known it. Um, I couldn't see any way that Henry would have got rid of him. Henry seems to be a very loyal person. The people he's come with, the people he'll stick around with, yep. the people that have been with him throughout his career. So, um, no doubt. Yeah. Good stuff on that end. Uh, next fight. Oh, Anthony Hernandez taking on Roman Kopolov. I don't know if Fluffy can do it in this one, but man, I'll tell you what, the stand up Roman Kopolov has been dynamic. He has been very, very accurate with his shots. A lot of power, good knockouts. Anthony Hernandez, tough as hell. He will be in the stand-up with him. I think he has a big advantage if he can get the fight to the ground. Anthony Hernandez has proven that he's got a very good submission game. He goes after submissions. Being off of his back when he's in the top position does not matter. So Kopilov, in my opinion, has to keep this on the feet for him to be successful against Hernandez. 
Hernandez can be on the feet with Kopilov, but he needs to be careful of the power. Yeah, the awkwardness of Kopilov's stand-up, I think it's going to be uh, tough. Going to give uh, Hernandez some problems. You know, it's just, it's not going to come from conventional areas of, of the stand-up. It's got the kicks, the punches, they're going to come from weird angles. The way he does things, Kopilov, look for him, and then the power that goes along with it, he can kind of get away with things. He's got a pretty good chin himself. And I agree with you, Hernandez has got a better opportunity of winning this fight, getting it to the ground, but can he get it to the ground? That's kind of where we're at right there. Well, you know, we're going to find out what we've seen in the past. He's actually, since he is a, a guy who is versatile off of his back, he will, you know, he'll even drag the fight there. Mm-hmm. He'll drag you down onto the ground on top of him and look for the reversal or look for the submission. So it's not that he has to get the, the conventional type of takedown. Obviously I believe that's what he's going to look for in the beginning, but he just needs to stay away from that, the range, especially with the kicks that Kapilov throws, you know, because Kapilov does a great job of hiding his kicks. He'll throw his hands and then hides his kicks behind it. Mm-hmm. And he becomes very accurate with it. So, but it's a really, it's a really good matchup. So those of you guys that listen to us on a regular basis, we're going to talk mainly just the main card uh, tonight leading up to this card. Uh, the other thing too is, uh, look, there is that fight, the Amanda Lemos and Mackenzie Dern fight. I actually wanted to give a little bit of a mention. This will be the just main that. event on the prelims. Uh, Mackenzie Dern coming off of her loss, correct? Yeah. Can you click on that? And then Amanda Lemos coming off of her loss also, I believe. Yep. But this right here, like stylistically, like it comes down to again, can Lamos keep this on the feet? Can Dern get it to the ground? And until Mackenzie Dern learns how to wrestle, I don't, I don't really see, I don't, I don't really see how she wins this fight. She's got to get this fight to the ground. I mean, although, I mean, although, like, what is this? What is, uh, what is this? Like, I think if. I wouldn't say that Lemos can be submitted on the feet as well. Side chokes, all these things. Well, she has any position. Yes. (laughs) That's why I'm I'm mentioning this. But, you know, she has. So, but she does. The one thing Lemos does is she's very good with stand up fighters. Yep. And she can control most stand up fighters as far as where the, where the fight's going. Obviously when she fought, you know, Whaley, Whaley is a different breed and, and, and the fight went, you know, in all directions. But Lemos has got power in her hands. She -hmm. can be the person to control the stand-up. She's got good defensive wrestling, and it's the the real problem that I see here for McKenzie once again is, look, off, you know, on the ground, she's phenomenal. But it's getting the fight to the ground. And in the Mm -hmm. stand-up, she still has some bad habits. One is her chin gets very high. And it's Especially not when she's going backwards. Yes. And it's not all the time, but if she is in the position where someone is coming at her each step back, that chin goes a half an inch higher up in the air and it's bad. And, and it's going to, you know, it can be a problem for her. She has been put down. She's proven that, you know, she's tough as nails. Mm-hmm. She is a tough, tough lady and she has no quit in her, but this is a fight that she's going to have to really perform well and, and look to get, you know, the timing on a takedown that'll get her in the top position against Lemos with time, she has a chance. And this is a must win for both of them, though. And I know that Lemos is coming off or Lemos is coming off the loss to Wei Lee, but still, it's still like a must win. You can't have two in a row after just fighting, you know, um against Wei Lee. Yeah, you need to get title. into a rhythm of getting some wins. Yeah. 
Well, in April, it will be UFC 300. Josh, there's been so much talk about this. It is a stack card. I cannot believe people are actually complaining about what they have on the card so far. They have two slots left, one mid-level, and one is the main event. There's been a lot of talk about who could be in that main event. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I've said it. I've said it from the moment DDP won the championship. It's going to be Izzy and DDP. From the get, I knew it was going to be this. So you guys just come on back to my channel. I said this about a month and a half ago whenever Sean and DDP fought. I actually said it before the fight. I said if DDP wins this fight, he will end up fighting Izzy at 300 because Izzy was talking about potentially getting back in the gym and wanting to get a fight. We were thinking more towards, um, well, not International Fight Week, whatever that week is called now, okay? But we were thinking more towards International Fight Week that that fight may potentially happen there. But needing the big name, needing the big draw, the they've already got a storyline that's been mixed. It makes sense for it to be Izzy and DDP, and I think that's the fight that's going to happen. I think that's the one that's going to be the easiest for Dana to put together. Jemayev apparently is having problems with his visa, I think, Leon, uh, I think Leon and Bilal is a fight they can slide in there no matter what. I just don't think that they want that to be the main event for 300. Nothing against either fighter. They're both spectacular. I don't think they want that fight to be 300. They want it to go with a little bit more pop, and I think they're going to lean towards Izzy and DDP. Now, I will throw a little wrench in there. Small, very small wrench. chance. Very small chance. Alex Pahera versus Aspinall. It's not going to happen. I don't think so either, but you know what? I'm throwing Absolutely conspiracy theories out there, John. Let me live in this moment right now. Conspiracy you can live in theories. this moment. There will not be an Alex Bahia versus Tom Aspinall matchup. Tell me why you think that. No, not happening. You know, they, you know, they went after John Jones and tried yeah. to get John to, to fight in it, and John basically said, no, he wasn't going to be uh, ready in time and stuff, and, you know, that's, you know, for him to say and he knows where he's at so i'm not i don't i've heard people complain about it and say you know hey you're you know you're supposed to be a, a company man well not everyone is did you see the bit yeah. that chael and dc did on this whole situation no i did not well chael and dc did a thing saying that he's definitely not a, a good employee <coughs> that's talking about john okay. jones but then he goes on then john goes on to say well, look, they're scrambling around to get a main event for 300 because they reached out to him. And so if you're a fighter out there, basically, you should be asking for they're in a they're in a hot spot. Yeah. So this is your moment to gouge the UFC. Okay. That was the take from Chael and Okay, hold on. Let me let's let let's take a look at this. All right, because both Chael, who is my friend, I love him, and Dan, your friend, you love him. Have they not bent over backwards for the UFC? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I think they still okay. do. Okay. <laughs> they still and, are. And, and so, of course, they're going to say that. But what's wrong with John saying, hey, anybody out there, look it, they're, they're struggling for this, so you could push them for a lot of money. Now, is that good, you know, as far as, you know, Towards his employer, the UFC? Maybe not, but it's good for the fighters. John, when I tell you something in confidence, though, you shouldn't go out there saying it publicly. I think what, what the take was uh, from Chael or whoever else was that basically when the UFC calls you and asks you to do a deal, like those are things between us. I shouldn't have to say that. 
and to go out there and make it public, like, hey, this is an opportunity for you guys to get a cash grab. I I agree with him in that. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of where. But look, but who? But then on the flip side of that, but who are we kidding? These guys make millions every year, hundreds of okay. millions. But hold on, okay, let's be honest here. You know, they're they're sitting there saying that John Jones isn't a, isn't a good employee, basically, right? Yeah. When has he been a good employee? Okay, he's a great fighter. Okay, <laughs> he's a phenomenal fighter. Yeah. And when he fights, he puts on a good performance. You know, un, you know, can't be beat, basically. But he's also, you know, put them in positions. I, I kind of find it funny that they went to him for UFC 300. Look at what he did to them at UFC 200. Yeah, he was supposed to be in the main event at UFC 200, and that didn't happen. So it's not. I mean, to sit there and think that you know, oh, he's not a good employer. He's a good fighter. He doesn't have to be a good employer. I don't. I, I guess the other flip side, not flip side, but the other take on this or another fight that I should say is out there is the Chimaev situation. Look. Everything that I've heard, nothing has changed in terms of him getting a visa to come into the state to compete. Someone said they saw him in in the states, yeah. But being a tourist in the states and being able to work here and make money here is different. Now I don't know how that would change his visa and his ability to come here through his visa. I, I don't know how they it's do. A that. Weird situ- it's a weird situation because I think Chimaev is getting, uh, he's getting throwback about getting visas based upon his associations with where he, he comes from, not where he lives, not where he's grown up, but where he comes from. And, uh, that's the fact that he's from, you know, Chechnya and the leader of Chechnya and some of the things with, you know, things that are going on, that seems to be the reason why he's having a lot of problems. Look at he's from, he lives in Sweden. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he should be able to get a visa. I look at it. If they want him, Dana has enough pull. I think he could get the visa. <coughs> I think it's going to be DDP and Chemaev. You think it's going to be DDP and Chemaev? Then my next question is this. Why would you push that fight so much knowing that he hasn't beat anybody really in the top 10? Why well, are we making because, that fight? Because you're making the fight of basically DDP in the UFC is undefeated. True? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And he just won the title beating Sean. Mm-hmm. So he's a brand new champion with that is undefeated in the organization. Not only is Chemayev undefeated in the organization, he's undefeated in his career. You got basically two guys that have never lost in the UFC going at it for a title. What more could you ask for? I think that the lead up to Izzy and to Izzy's a bigger star than Chimaev. I'm not saying he's not. And DDP, I agree with you. huge star but Izzy, in his country. Izzy did, Izzy did say that, you know what? He needed some time off. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see if, you know, that might be enough time for him to come back. But I know that even his camp and his coach in Eugene Berriman, who's a great guy, wants his fighter to take time off. So, obviously, Izzy's the guy in charge. But if Izzy went to Berriman, Berriman's probably going to tell him, let's take our time. There's no need. You can say that, but I also think, first, money talks. We know that. That's first. Second is this. 
Izzy's been really quiet on social media as the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yes, that's true. So anytime something like that happens, yeah, you know who's he, been quiet on social media also? Who? Chimaev. He might have got you blocked. Heard, he might have got blocked for something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Know. You haven't heard anything. So no. it's like, well, they're both. I mean, I, I would imagine. I would imagine they're negotiating with both. To be honest, if one pulls out or one doesn't get the money, yeah. like. When we talk about contracts being negotiated with just a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, your contracts are pretty much set in stone. When you sign a six five deal, this is what you know you're making. When you get to this point, though, where the, you know they're scrambling, the John Jones words of wisdom is to gouge them for more money, basically, or to, to, to go ahead and exploit them. This is your opportunity in your time if you're Izzy or if you're Chamaya, because there won't, be, there won't come another opportunity until UFC 400. Yeah. So you better get it now if you want to make that money. And so if you're Izzy, this is your opportunity to say, you know what? I think I deserve a little bit more. If you want me to come out of semi-retirement and make that money and fight someone who you know we already have a buildup for, that fight could go away. If Chamayev comes in and mops the floor with DDP, that fight's gone. Chamayev doesn't, Chamayev doesn't have a, a natural real rival right now, except his weight. He, he struggles to make weight. But so all he's got to do is slide himself right in after he those two fight the winner. I think that it makes the most sense for DDP and Izzy because you already have that storyline. Well, see, you said coming out of retirement, so I'll give the the one that I saw that I know is not true, but it was well done. Is you know They had UFC 300, and then they split it. The zero on the end of it goes out with a dash mark in between, meaning 30 and 0, <clears throat> against meaning who is coming back? Habib Nurmagomedov. It ain't happening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind people. It was people, a good take. Uh, he trains with Javier all the time. If he's in the gym, you know, with the guys, he trains with Javier. He'll hit the mids. He'll he'll roll and grapple a little bit. He owns a Nurmagomedov gym in Dagestan. He walks in. He's around the young kids. He'll show a technique here and there. Look, he's in, he's engaged himself into his community. He's making sure that his kids are involved in the school and training, at least the older ones, you know, and he's making sure that um, he's spending time with his family. He's not coming back. Let it no. be. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. That, but I saw the picture. There was a, a poster put out, UFC 300. And the picture in that looked like DDP from the back, shoulders, back, everything. And it seems to be DDP. So it's going to be him versus, like you said, either Chamayev or Izzy. I'm leaning towards Izzy with Chamayev's visa problems. But you never know. Yeah. You said Dana's got the, the take on that. He may be able to get him in. We're going to find out. Yeah, we are. And whoever gets it, it's getting paid. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap our show. And uh, getting ready for PFL versus Bellator champions. And uh, lots to come after the uh, UFC pay-per-view this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you guys get excited, man. Stand up. Hit that subscribe button. John, take us away, bud. For everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. And you can feel sorry for Josh, who has to fly to Saudi Arabia 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good thing. So for everyone out there, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you. 